Listeners, welcome back to another episode of Forrest Gump Minute, your weekly podcast where we talk about the movie Forrest Gump four minutes at a time. I'm your co-host, Rob, and joined, as always, by my best good friends, Joe and Duff. Hey. Shazam. Uh, minutes 57 through 60 is what we're going to talk about. Guys, one hour in. Yeah. And I will say it goes significantly faster when you do four minutes at a time. Yeah. <laughs> uh, four times as fast, actually. Do you, know what uh, I, do you know what I realized doing this four minutes at a time like a normal yeah. person does? Yeah, uh, totally normal. Bubba's really only in this movie for like 15 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is one thing in this way. You sort of realize like what segments take a large part of the movie and which ones are very small. You're right. Bubba has minimal, minimal role in this movie, but a lasting impact. We can agree I was going to say, for such a – everyone knows Bubba from Forrest Gump, but he's – He's only in it for about 10% of the movie, maybe 20%. And all, and all he talks about is shrimp. That is true. <laughs> uh, so, yes, minutes 57 through 60, this section starts with Bubba dying and ends with Forrest getting awakened by a legless man. <laughs> <laughs> and we know who the man is. It's not a stranger. <laughs> so, I don't, you know, Bubba wants to go home and he dies. The scene is sad and... As Forrest said, I don't have much more to say about it. Except he does. <laughs> he talks a lot more about it. Does he? He doesn't talk that much more about Bubba, though. No, he talks about his buttocks. I mean, he the talks buttocks. about he talks about Bubba's mom later. He talks about shrimping and yeah, but like for right he now, that's all. This he is doesn't have anything to say about him dying, Duff. Okay. Not just right. about Fortune. You know who <laughs> so, does have more to say about him dying? The three of us. Hmm. <laughs> What do you have to say about it, Joe? Eh, not much, really, actually. It's, <laughs> it's, it's a bummer. <laughs> it is a bummer. And um, watching it, cool, like... It's a cool um, like graphic match when they when they cut from him holding Bubba. It's not a perfect graphic match, but a pretty good one. When he's holding Bubba, and then it cuts to him sort of staring into the middle distance on the, on the bus bench. Yeah. Reminiscing. Yeah, and we have a... It's a good transition. We have a new person... New person at the bus stop, guys. I think this yeah. is the first time we see this guy. Yeah. The, the guy is... with the roundest face in the history of the planet. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Humpty Dumpty. <laughs> uh, sits down on the uh, <laughs> on the forest forest bench. I, we should call it the forest bench. It's probably called the forest bench now, wherever it is. Uh, it's in Savannah, Georgia, which I hope to visit soon. Well, it's probably called the forest bench. Um. So this guy actually not only engages with Force, but asks him a question. Yeah, this is the the first time anyone has followed up with Forrest. <laughs> His social worker um, finally showed up to talk to him. <laughs> 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 because other people have sort of, I think there was like a lady earlier who was like, you know, I remember that and you know, like but this guy like, oh let's he is engrossed in this story. Do you know why? Because dudes love war. Like he want he he was watching some History Channel last night. He was all That's psyched true. to talk. He was all ready to talk about Vietnam. I mean, dude, he rock. does. He's just he's <laughs> just showing solidarity with the fellow dude. Yeah, he he does he's seem like, like the kind of guy that for sure didn't serve, but for sure loves watching the History Channel. Oh, this 
this is a World War II dad for sure. Like every yeah. Thanksgiving, he he's like, oh, I read a new book on Churchill. No, that was the old <laughs> book on Churchill. <laughs> Like he only only picks he only reads about or watches things about the Allied heroes that were also racist. <laughs> he knows about World War Two and the Civil War, and that's it. He doesn't know about anything else. Yeah, in accounting, I think he's in accounting. Yes, he and he like knows why lot. he wanted to go to Vietnam but couldn't. Yes, yeah. he also he also knows how what he would have done to help win vietnam if they were there mm-hmm. well now he, he does because he's 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 researched it but because of his pigeon feet he wasn't able to <laughs> so he, he he got a case of the sugars and just they wouldn't let him go <laughs> man we really fleshed this character out <laughs> he pooped himself like ted nugent did why yeah. why we aren't uh, joe and i've seen this before why but why we aren't hired to punch things up or to do background on characters, I'll never understand. Well, once our screenplay gets purchased, then they're going to bring I us in for stuff like that. See, I don't, I don't think we're good enough for that, but I think we are good enough for like them to be like, all right, uh, there's this character, what's his backstory? And I'm like, oh, give us a few minutes. <laughs> yeah, 100%. <laughs> give us about 20 minutes and we'll have this all ready. Um, so... He asked him, of course, uh, if it was a bullet that bit him. And I think the only thing that I really need to say about this scene is I'm all in on Forrest saying buttocks. It's kind of iconic at this point. Yeah. 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 But it's not my favorite uh, line delivery in the segment, but it's good. What is your favorite line delivery? Lieutenant Dan, ice cream. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. That's a good one. (laughs) That is good. That is good. I will say... Um, I, that's I've, how I offer ice cream to people. <laughs> Duff, ice cream. <laughs> uh, I have to say, I have weak glutes, so... Um, <laughs> that. You, I about butt you, you have white that was, guy butt. A, that was in the report from the, the uh, physical trainer. Weak yes, glutes. Yes, yes. For <laughs> listeners, I have ankles made of ash, and <laughs> I... Uh, I'm envisioning... I'm envisioning like a doctor coming out to a waiting room and Molly and Sam are there and he's <laughs> the like Sam, the, the, sorry. I'm afraid I'm afraid it's bad news. It's weak glutes. <laughs> have you ever seen Unbreakable? I have, yeah. Yeah, that's what they say, yeah. <laughs> You're not well, but from the <laughs> knee down, that's your husband. Glutes glutes made of glass. Um yeah, so I have bad ankles and <laughs> God. And so, <laughs> listen, they're a real problem. And I have you ever talked book. about? Have you ever talked about your elderly disease that you got in college <laughs> on air? Uh, I feel like we've talked about it. I think we've had to, but uh, yeah, I got shingles <laughs> in college. Which number one? That was how I've learned about shingles. I did not know what it was. Yeah, me neither. You weren't friends <laughs> with people in their sixties. Yeah, and now I like. I'll see commercials for shingles, and it's always someone who's like sixty. The, the way the way most people learn about it is like the, when the Medicare supplement mailings start to come. What's this? Oh, Grandpa has shingles. <laughs> but uh, I I will say, you know, I think we've mentioned this before, but a former guest of the show, Caroline, also had shingles in college. Wow. Yep. So uh, so yeah. So you take know. that, guys. So it's uh, yeah. it's it's a non-discerning disease. It can strike anyone. Yes. <laughs> uh, so yeah. Uh, 
I have weak ankles, and I went in, and they gave me this, uh, this like very like I had a ninety minute assessment, and I got this very long report about me. Did you get braces like Forrest? I, I did so get nervous. braces. I would but have been the afraid report, to read that. The report is just an entire paragraph of dunking on me and my body, <laughs> and uh, he has and, gamers hips. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, the worst part is not even part of that report. I didn't send you guys this part. Is there sort of like obstacles for me to overcome this one section? <laughs> and uh, and my my two favorite ones were age, overweight. I was like, cool. Oh, cool. Wait, you're age overweight? No. It, no. Age. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. A math age, equation. Comma. You take your age and you divide it by your weight. <laughs> and uh, and that determines your virality. Huh. People don't know that. Uh, but yeah, so uh, that's fun. Getting being in the in in mid thirties is awesome. It's great. Uh, okay, so <sighs> Forrest mentions a million dollar wound here, and I was wondering if you guys have heard that term before. No, just million dollar idea. But okay. <laughs> I mean, obviously, the voting is like he's. I, I get a, the meaning, but yeah, I've never, never heard it outside this movie. Okay. So, correct me if I'm wrong, but the idea is that he gets injured in a non-critical way, so he gets to go home. No, uh, I think it's I just figured like it was... he's very lucky that he got shot there, because almost anywhere else would have been significantly more. Oh, I, I thought it meant he. I thought it meant it was like it's the kind of like wound that's not too bad, but now you're done. It might mean that too. Yeah, but I, t- I, I just took it to mean. I just took it to mean, kind of what Joe said. Like it's what a random weird wound, but you're not actually. Obviously, he's not hampered the rest of his life. It's a million in one shot, kid. Yep. Uh, like okay. Han Solo. Because I was thinking that it was. Did you that... think he got a million dollars because he got hit in the ass? No, with a no, 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 no. I just thought like. It was an injury that he'd have to recover from, and it would take long enough that he would get discharged afterwards. But the more I thought about it, the more I thought, like, you just get sent back, wouldn't you? From, like, being shot in the ass? Wouldn't they uh, be like, well, that's a bummer. Uh, once you heal up, you, you go back out. Maybe, maybe nowadays where people do, like, five tours, but <laughs> back then I don't. I don't know. I mean, it's a good question. I well, it obviously you. didn't affect his ability to run. Once he healed, yeah, that's true. I mean, I, I mean, don't think it would. Plus, well, I mean, too much. The, it, the question of how much physical therapy you'd need is probably a factor. Like, it does seem like he makes a pretty speedy recovery and maybe could have gone back into the field. But, but they find a better use for him, though. Yeah. So I think he would have gone back into the field if he hadn't picked up ping pong. Yeah. Okay. He's okay. ping ponging. Um. So. We would see... you let someone? Would you let someone shoot you in the ass for a million dollars? Absolutely. <laughs> With what? With what? <laughs> uh, I'll say a twenty-two. Uh oh yeah, yeah for sure. For the twenty-two. I mean times you, be- times you... being what they are. Like, I'd let a cannon fire me in the ass. <laughs> <laughs> How afraid would you be for your butthole? Hmm. Well, my hope is they're hitting the glutes, not the butthole, right? Well, that's what they're aiming for. But you, but, but you have your glass glutes, and it would just annihilate you. <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> maybe they would come back stronger. Oh, maybe like rookie of the year. <laughs> yeah. 
guys, I need you to shoot me in both cheeks <laughs> to, to make me stronger. Um, <laughs> uh, so we see, uh, we see, uh, Joe, I guess you might as well say the line, uh, but we see Lieutenant Dan here. Lieutenant Dan, Lieutenant Dan, ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> then he just puts uh, and- it in the bedpan. Yeah. <laughs> I will say, um, I will say. Every time you hear an episode where I haven't talked for like 15 minutes. Oh my God, I was just going to say that. I, I, the expression <laughs> Lieutenant Dan has on the bed is that's me. I can't believe just you said that. I'm in his face. I literally have that in my notes. I want to tell you what I have in my notes. I have, quote, he looks like I imagine Joe during times of a recording. When we don't hear from him for a minute at a time, dumping his beer into a bedpan. <laughs> have you ever had to use a bedpan? I have not. Yes. Oh, okay. I've always, I've always, okay, I, that's, I almost phrase this, I've always wanted to talk to somebody who did, which is a really weird thing to say. Is it as awkward yeah. as I imagined? Yeah, what is that yeah. like? I think <laughs> I want to talk about it. No, it, it was just so long ago, I don't remember it. Um, I think when I had my pen, hmm, maybe I never used it. I for sure have used uh, uh, the thing you pee in. What's that? A catheter? It's like a. It's like no, they didn't. It's not a catheter. It wasn't like installed in me, but it's like a. It's like a. It's like a plastic a bag? curved, like a- curved <laughs> like a. It's kind of squarish and it has like a right angle, and then there's a handle, and you just sort of uh put your ding like dong in there and then pee. So it's a boda yeah. box, <laughs> it's like, and you and you pee in that, so you don't have to get out of bed uh, if you're like in pain or whatever. So that's so, not bad. That's sounds designed. pretty nice, actually. Yeah, sounds, <laughs> so you just go Howard Hughes style. Can you just get kind one of those? Of, at, yeah. Can you just get one one of those at Walgreens or something? I, I bet because, you uh, could. I bet you could. Uh, you won't get the nurse that empties it for you. Go to any Twitch streamer's house, and you'll find a few of them. <laughs> <laughs> I'll DM PewDiePie uh, and see what he does. <laughs> So the bedpan, I think I had one, but I don't think I actually ever used it. The oh. the story I remember about so when I was eight or seven, maybe I was seven, about to turn eight. Uh, it was in nineteen ninety one, so however that works out. I had um, gotten a roofing nail through my foot, and then I had Jesus. surgery, and I was in the hospital for a few days. I still have the, the nail. What the heck are you? T- <laughs> There's always another story. Once, You're once again, Forrest Gump. Yeah. So, <laughs> so were you on a roof? No, no. There was it. My dad so owned just, a pub. They, so my right. dad owned a pub, and it and it was a Fourth of July party, and so, there was a friend of mine. Oh, so in Spooner, they're just tossing nails around. <laughs> there was July. a friend of mine, and we had gone to a field, and we were this girl and I were hitting a balloon back and forth, and. <laughs> This is the most wholesome thing I've ever heard. As just full of nails. Yeah, and I like dived to you know to hit it back because I'm an athlete, and <laughs> somehow when I dived, I like kicked up like a rusty nail that was in the ground, oh. and it had flipped over. It was two inches big. Uh, I'll post a picture of it when this episode airs because um, I still have it. And it like went up and through the top of my. Foot. Oh my god! Oh. That's like and Home so- Alone stuff, man. <laughs> <laughs> and if you know what a roofing nail looks like, it's got a, it's got a, like, especially an old one. It's got a big square, like probably about like yeah. inch by inch, like to, you know, to uh, keep the shingle on. 
Yeah. So it was all the way in my foot. It's a two inch long oh, nail. Jesus so Christ. It was you couldn't tell what it was. It just looked like a piece of metal was like stuck on the top of my foot. But and I, I hit the balloon back and it like kinda hurt. And then I like turned my foot over and could see the nail and I obviously lost it. And I have a, <laughs> uh, I have a few memories of this. I remember my mom running and grabbing me and like getting to like like you know someone was getting a car so we could drive me to the hospital and my dad a great depression guy was just screaming pull it pull it out pull it out <laughs> put put some and whiskey was, on it <laughs> i was like no no ma um, get the rye get the rye <laughs> no not the good stuff so, put a wallet in his mouth <laughs> So I, I ended up having that nail taken out in a big cast, and I was in the hospital. My memory could be wrong, but I feel like I was in the hospital for three days. And what? then I, yeah, and then I came out. Why? I don't know. That's part that doesn't make sense to me, but it's all it's my memory, I guess. And then yeah. I was home for three days, and then three days, and then after that, I got an appendicitis, and so I went back uh. in, and I had my appendix removed, and then I was in the hospital for three days for that. And then that makes sense. Wh- where this all started from is my memory is um, we were driving home and like I had, you know, not eaten much and I'd come came off all stuff. And they were like, you know, they gave me rules of what I should not eat and eat for a few days. And one of the things, God, Joe, you're going to love this. One of the things God. I was told Brad? is I can't have fried food. <laughs> so that and, means, so it, for our listeners from other parts of the country. That basically means you can't have dinner on Friday. Yes. <laughs> there are so, no Friday dinner options in Wisconsin that are not fried. I begged and had, listen, I had a fit. <laughs> I'm in the car. I had a fit in the in car. In the car? You couldn't, you'd made it like <laughs> 10 minutes? So that I wanted Hardee's. <laughs> It's the funniest fast food restaurant to be begging for. It was the only it's, it's fast just, food restaurant in Spooner at the time. But I, 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 it's just the funniest one to say. Like if uh, you're so, throwing a fit and begging for Hardee's, yep, that's he want funny. he wanted that Frisco burger. So they we didn't went have in, that back then. I got a burger and fries. Uh, we lived about 25 minutes out of town. <laughs> oh no! Did the, On fried, the drive home? Oh, I pooped no. myself. Oh. <laughs> That's why you're not supposed to have fried food. <laughs> what a ama- what an amazing story. So, my favorite part so is there, you, think, you, you're, you, you basically have the temperament of a one and a half year old from the time you left the hospital until the time you went home. Yeah, you threw a temper tantrum. Then, you, then they took you to a fast food restaurant to calm you down. And then you soiled yourself in the car. So how do you maybe don't remember, but how long did they say you couldn't have fried food? I think it was like a day or two. It a wasn't day. that long. You couldn't make it a day. <laughs> but listen, I, listen, we were in town. We weren't going to be back in town for a few days. It was a summer. <laughs> okay, a few days. <laughs> you had to hitch up the buggy to go to Hardee's? You're like a Frontiers boy that's just like asking for rock candy. <laughs> and your dad says next time, and you're like, we're not going to be back in town again for three weeks. You won't need to get feed for the horses till next month. 
Now, I feel like all of your stories are really running together. Like your weak <laughs> glutes <laughs> and age overweight ties really well. Age overweight. My, t- my favorite part. Of, a day for <laughs> my favorite part is you couldn't even make it past the car going home. Like they listen. I, to be fair, I, to be I, envis- fair. I envisioned the doctor telling your family this, and then immediately you just <laughs> b- breaking down and Do crying it, for Hardy's. Could it have been more than an hour from when the doctor said it to when no, he oh, threw the fit? No, no, no. <laughs> to be fair, half, to be half fair, an hour tops. I'm gonna defend myself. I'm seven years old, and I'd had my second surgery in in nine days. I, you know, I, I wanted will, a treat. I call it, is the nail removal a surgery? Uh, I went under. Really? Yeah. Uh, I can't I was under for that. Oh, wow. Um, and I do know for sure I stayed in the hospital because I was very excited about it because I ha- got to watch cable TV. <laughs> oh, that's cool. Yeah, I agree with you. That's cool. So um, I do want to. I do want to make an amendment. Because uh, I like to tell these tales of my past, and I often worry about the truth, the truthiness of it. So, yeah. I contacted a friend of mine uh, uh, who, who you know, has been a friend of mine for many years, and I asked him like, "Hey, do I ever say anything that like you're like that's not how that happened, that's untrue?" And he said he didn't notice, but he did want to point out a clarification that I think it's fair for me to say. He says I didn't live in a trailer home; we lived in a modular home. So I just want that to I just want to clear up the records. Oh yeah, that is uh, okay. Different, but the spirit is still the same. Yeah, yeah. So just want I just want you know as, for when I run for office and there's some deep background check, I get to as, this so you can uh, clear that up. As someone who's seen Spooner, I believe your story is 100. <laughs> percent Oh God! All right, we have <sighs> not even gotten halfway through. No, no. Um. Uh, I, I, so the next part is they help Lieutenant get up to take a bath, and this is yes. now how I imagine them helping you get out of the car to get your hardies. <laughs> I do want to talk about the the effects of this, how they did yeah, this. Yeah, uh, pretty cool. Gary Sinise, uh, he he has his legs in real life, <laughs> and we saw him when he went to Mars. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Mission to Mars. You saw. It. Uh, so what they have here. Is uh, the bed has holes in it that uh, his legs are down into, like the like from his knee down, and then he's wearing like blue, might be green, but blue or green socks. Wow. And then when they lift him up, his feet are dangling there. So you'll see when you watch the scene when he lifts him up, he's got to lift him up high enough that his dangling legs will clear when he swings him around. See, because I was, I that's what I thought they did at first. But then when they lifted him way up, I was like, oh, how then you would see, like, I, I was focusing on the sheets and, like, the blanket and stuff to see that moving from, like, if they green screened away his long oh, legs. Oh, yeah. But, yeah. But, no, legs. it's it's because it's dangling. So it's under, and then they just <clears throat> fill in the bed with, with uh, you know, like, that, that, like, where his, like, stumps were, they just, like, CGI over that. To be like it's a, pretty, you know, oh, okay, yeah. No, it's really amazing. Number one, these leg effects are really, really good. Mm-hmm. And then I think of how they spent all that money trying to remove Henry Cavill's mustache for those Justice <laughs> League reshoots, <laughs> and it looks like weird and Final Fantasy esque. <laughs> yeah, I mean, 
Yeah. And it, the it's key just, is it's just it's just weird how like some people who are smart can do things with CGI that are amazing and then like something simple like a mustache just ends up looking horrendous. I think I think a big part of it is is like, you know, with we've talked about Titanic with James Cameron and, and Zemeckis here is like you know special effects are expensive and you know they're difficult to do. So you're thinking about it at the filming level. Like you're thinking like, okay, how can we do this? What are ways we could combine, you know, like traditional effects and, you know, cover of CGI and what are these other things we can do? And I feel like the problem with like poorly CGI modern movies is it's sort of like a fix it in post idea. Like, ah, we'll just put a monster yeah. there. I, I and... don't know what, I don't know if there's a clear dividing line, but at some point fix it and post became just the common denominator. <laughs> And I think it's because it's cheap. Now. Right. I'm saying like it was democratized. Like I don't know if it's uh, like After Effects or Final Cut Pro or whatever. But yeah, but you can you can do it. And I just feel like they're just t- you know you're not kind of thinking through this because uh, you you can't week, half-ass this. <laughs> next week we'll talk about the L- LBJ section, and that's another example of like being very clever about how you do something versus like mm-hmm. figure it out later. All his letters, all four his letters get returned, which is a bummer. It's the uh, Vietnam era mailer demon. <laughs> yeah, drat that mailer demon. <laughs> um, and I have listen. I know I'm kind of like speeding through here because I know uh, you guys have more, and I know there are some musical cues for Duff to get to. Oh Christ, are there ever? I want to talk about in this lounge where the ping pong is being played. I want to talk about what's on the TV here. I do too. <laughs> oh, great. So, American Forces Vietnam Network. Did you end up deep diving this a little bit, Duff? Uh, I didn't deep dive that, but I I'm familiar where that that is kind of the television equivalent of the the their radio wing is the uh what's his name? The Good Morning Vietnam guy, Adrian yeah. whatever his name is. The robin williams character yeah yeah that comes from that um i have two fun facts i found out uh number one if you guys want the fun one or the sad one which one would you prefer first mm, let's go sad first and uh, um, end on a laugh so uh like working for uh the american forces vietnam network was was dangerous and there had been a number of war related casualties when they were in vietnam from like AFVN. So, this is terrible. After a fierce firefight that had, like, you know, killed people, including, like, soldiers, uh, the remaining, like, the staff, the station staff at the American Forces Vietnam Network was captured and spent five years as POWs. Uh, and the Hanoi Hilton? Like, can you imagine being like, listen, don't worry, Mom and Dad. All I'm doing yeah. is, like, producing the TV show. That- that's the gig you do so you don't have to fight. Be like, oh, we got AV Club. That's yeah. Where That's where we would have been sent. <laughs> yeah. And we would have spent five years as POWs and lasted five days. We would have we would have been with John McCain in the Tiger Pit. <laughs> I can't go that long without fried food. <laughs> <laughs> One hour he, later. He sells all out for like three I, French fries. I, can, can, you, can, can you tell Ho Chi Minh I'd like a, a Frisco burger, please? <laughs> Um, the other thing that I thought was very funny is uh, I was looking at famous people that like worked at AFVN. Pat Sajak was a DJ on it. 
shed. That's, oh, yeah. I think I've, I'd heard that. His brain is very broken, by the way. Pat Zajax now? He's, he's super MAGA. Uh, how, like, you know, listen, jobs, there's a daily grind to all jobs. But, like, how has he and Vanna <laughs> done Wheel of Fortune day after day for all these years? Uh, it seems... As, Unbelievable. As they, as they call it, it's America's game because it's really effing simple. <laughs> yeah, they film like what three or four a day, probably for three months of the year, and then the yeah. rest of the year they he just like they have probably, cruises. According to Duff, apparently, probably just posts about immigrants <laughs> and stuff. And he's then, still been doing I, it for thirty-eight years. Yeah, I know that Pat Sajak is one of those guys who posts about like, oh, it's. Uh, 40 degrees in May. What about global warming now? Like, he's one of those people. Listen, he could talk all the trash he wants because he's like the only game show host who hasn't killed himself yet. Like, you know, <laughs> uh, not many of them make it. Alex Trebek and him. Yeah, we must protect Alex Trebek. Je- Jeopardy is Jeopardy is the game show of champions. Wheel Wheel of Fortune is for geriatrics. Do you have anything else on AFVN, Duff? No, but I have stuff on Gomer Pile. <laughs> Uh, so Forrest is partaking a little uh, Gomer Pyle USMC, which uh, which I don't really know that well, but I know Gomer Pyle was a character on the Andy Griffith show. And uh, Gomer Pyle, whose catchphrase was Shazam! <laughs> uh, very popular show for, uh, I think, six years, and then he walked away. But it's funny because it's one of those shows that had a military setting but was totally divorced from the actual military situation of the time. So is like, that – okay, so that – okay, so um, this is dumb. But I didn't realize that was where the Full Metal Jacket nickname comes from. Yep. Jim uh, Neighbors played Gomer Pyle, who was this goofy, kind of Forrest Gump-esque character, like simple, heart of gold – I had a voice like this and <laughs> like like in the nineteen sixties it was like rural hick sitcoms were all the rage, like Petticoat Junction, Green Acres, uh Beverly Hillbillies, and this was kind of in that vein. And it was okay. just like it was all like this simple dude joined the Marine Corps and it was just like classic sitcom tropes. So uh, I pulled up like a couple of uh, episode recaps of Gomer Pyle oh, USMC. Okay, okay. Um, and that just this just gives you a flavor of what this show was like. And remember, this was a show that was about the United States Marine Corps, circa nineteen sixty four to nineteen sixty nine, like the 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 heart of the Vietnam War effort. Mm-hmm. So one episode was. Despite the protests of Sergeant Carter, Gomer adopts a pet skunk, which he uses as a secret <laughs> weapon for the Marines to pay back Sergeant Whipple for cheating. Uh, another episode, Gomer takes the colonel's daughter to an enlisted men's dance, but the colonel's overprotective wife does not approve. Oh. Um, one episode, the entire <laughs> the entire synopsis was... Sergeant Carter pours vodka into Gomer's prize watermelon. (laughs) (laughs) 
It's a cross <laughs> crossover with the Irishman. <laughs> I like I like how you were like, you know, the old TV tropes. One of those was an old TV tropes. The other one was adopting a skunk and having a well, watermelon filled with vodka. Well, it, spiking someone's drink. Is, there's, that's true. It's just it's like a lot of mistaken identity and like, oh no, I'm supposed to be in two places at the same time and like a lot of like gender dynamics of the time. Mm-hmm. Um the last one I'll read, this is for Rob, is uh, Gomer repeatedly misplaces a friend's wedding ring the day before the ceremony, then thinks it might be buried in one of the 600 loaves of bread he baked. So Forrest learns ping pong here. The key? Mm-hmm. Keep your eye What's, on the ball. Yep. N- yep. Uh, keep your eye on the ball. And then we just have a montage of Forrest playing ping pong. And uh, somehow in a four-minute segment, we have our second appearance of a bedpan. <laughs> yeah. Uh, a lot of bedpan action here. Um, we have two bedpans and three Doors songs in this yep. segment. Bedpan is... Uh, That's too Duff's... many Doors. <laughs> Bed... Bedpan is one of Duff's favorite late-night tags. <laughs> That'd be a cool name for a band. Bed the Bedpans. Bedpans? Like the Bedpans. No, I don't. I don't think that's so. be a cool I, punk band name. I kind of like it. Okay, all right. Uh, so yeah, and uh, he plays it in the sleep, which I don't understand. That get real. I don't get what that means. <laughs> but uh, Duff, Door songs. We've talked. A, was I don't know if it's on this show or a free podcast, but I feel like we've talked a lot about. The I am doors. not going to spend a lot of time on the doors because they can eat my ass. So. <laughs> <laughs> all three of these um, songs slap. So in. Uh, Inter- so first of all, interestingly, um, we have another song that is barely audible before this because it's by a woman, and I'm convinced that the only female songs in this movie are played lightly in the background. <laughs> we have "What the World Needs Now Is Love," great song. What the world needs Absolutely now. fantastic. Uh, it's a Burt Bacharach and Hal David song. They wrote. Many, many a hit, but most mm-hmm. notably, What's New Pussycat, Do You Know the Way to San Jose, and a song we'll be talking about later, Raindrops Keep Falling on My Head. Oh, yeah, can't wait. Uh, released April of 1965, peaked at number seven on the ta- Billboard Hot 100. <clears throat> and yes, then someone did some cocaine when they were editing and listened to The Doors and was like, we need three Doors songs in about 45 seconds. <laughs> We have, so we have Break we On have, Through, right? We have, we, we have in order, we have Hello, the, I Love You. Hell yep, okay. Uh, 1968 album, Waiting for the Sun, uh, two weeks at number one. It's okay. Uh, one interesting thing I did learn, this was one of the first singles and one of the songs that made stereo recordings for 45 uh, RPM records a thing. Mm. Um, okay. So I did find that interesting. Um, this song is also the subject of a plagiarism scandal. Oh, uh, because the uh, the Kinks apparently thought that they ripped it off from All Day and All of the Night. Hmm. And in a two, 2014 interview with Rolling Stone, Ray Davies suggested that an out of court settlement had been reached. So, most likely, they did rip it off. 
Okay. Uh, and then going forward, we have People Are Strange from the mm. 1967 album good song. Strange Days. Peaked at number 12. I actually do like this song. Mm-hmm. Um, it also has a very good Echo in the Bunnymen cover from the uh, Lost Boys soundtrack. <laughs> uh, Shout out to the Lost Boys soundtrack. I mean, it is. I feel like that's one of the more famous Echo in the Bunnymen songs. Yeah, it? it is. I don't it's know. It's good. Uh, and then finally, we have Break On Through to the Other Side. Uh, good song. A, no. Yes. <laughs> I don't ever. It doesn't outstay its welcome. Uh, it's like, it's. I it's, will I will say two and a half minutes long. I'm, I'm in favor of that. Yep. Versus it's one of the, the most overrated songs of all versus time. Versus the seven minute Light My Fire. Which yes. Is, that, yes. Yes. Uh, yes. Yes. Uh, I know why these songs are here. Why are they here? So Zemeckis. Uh, when he was like were working on this, they just dropped them in as placeholders. But then, as they were like putting it together, they couldn't find anything that worked as well. So it was like one of those things, you know, kind of similar to uh, two thousand one, just like it really, uh, <laughs> where you put in something as a placeholder and you're like, you know, this works really well. And I guess it maybe it's easier from like a right standpoint when you're just getting like you know it's probably the same record company yeah. same you got artist the, to deal you got with. the music rights at Sam's Club <laughs> hey you got to buy two get one free deal yeah maybe and it works those work in this those, I, mean, I like I, those songs uh, i i do not like two of the three of these songs but i will say if you're going to have a boomer movie you probably <laughs> need the doors too many doors uh, now, only Break On Through is on the soundtrack. Yeah. Because it was the first Doors song I heard. Also, guys, like... this this is our fourth Doors song, and we're not done. There'll be one more Doors song later it's in this movie. Too, ma- too many Doors. Too many Doors. <laughs> These songs are fine. No. Uh, one, one, I would have allowed one. Yeah. I would have cringed it, too. one door. Yeah. <laughs> Said we got a revolving door. <laughs> Uh, is there any? And those are the four songs stuff. Those are the four songs. Um, Blitzkrieg of Doors songs. <laughs> so this ends with Lieutenant Dan pulling Forrest off his bed and onto the floor. Um, is there anything else that you guys have to say about this segment? I don't have anything more to say about that. No, uh, <laughs> listeners. If you want to follow us on Facebook and Twitter, we are at Gump Minute. If you want to go to our Facebook page and interact with us, the the, the stars of the show, uh, you can <laughs> two go of them to anyways. yeah, <laughs> yeah, two, yeah, that's true. You can go to forcegumpminute.com slash chocolates and join our group box of chocolates. If you want more, have you ever you stepped can... on a nail? Want to talk about it? <laughs> <laughs> are you a tetanus enthusiast? <laughs> If you ever, uh, if you want to give us money, we'll take that. You can go to uh, patreon.com slash the midnight boys for as low as $2 a month. You can get extra episodes, stuff we doesn't maybe make the episode, plus all new stuff. And uh, you should rate and review us on iTunes. That's always fun. And we'll be back next week, uh, starting the second hour of this movie. Happy the days while I'm in. Till once more they ride high out to sea.